Okay, what's going on, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of Energize. Ross, introduce the guest, man. We have Cage Warriors undefeated, flawless Nathan Fletcher. Nathan, how would you like that for a new nickname? Flawless Nathan Fletcher. That's not bad, actually. Um, that's the best one I've heard yet, I'll be honest. Um, well, you're welcome. If, if you want to rock that on, on Fight Night, you're more than welcome to. Do you know what? We'll see if that sticks. I'll uh, I'll float it around the lads in the gym, see what they think. And uh, But I like that. That could be a winner. So, yeah, yeah thank um, you. <laughs> How long did but, it take you to come up with that, Ross? Uh, all of 30 seconds. I was like, the fella's undefeated. His record is flawless. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he's in there. And he's, he, he's in there scalping heads. Uh, I don't know. Um, is a street fight fighter where like you, you beat them, or is a Tekken where you beat them without getting hit, and it goes flawless victory. That's native flesh right there. Well, there. Yeah, I'll be honest. I never played Street Fighter or any of that, but um, I like the name flawless Nathan Fletcher. We'll take that. It's good. Yeah, you're yeah. doing great things. Uh, we've been in touch with Nathan since his last appearance in the Cage Warriors trilogy. And like that that clip, that submission clip went viral. And uh, ever since then, we've been staying in touch. And it's only ve- like right now that your fight has been announced. So, uh, Nate, you're meant to be fighting on the Cage Warriors trilogy on Saturday, the 20th of March in London. Uh, when did you first hear or who your opponent was going to be? And when did you actually sign the contract? Um. So I knew I was going to be fighting on the next trilogy pretty much straight after my last fight. Because uh, whilst we were at the Cage Warriors Hotel last time, Graham kind of laid out a plan for the year ahead and saying he was going to do a few more trilogies. Um, so I knew I was going to be fighting around March anyway. Uh, I found out about my opponent probably, well, I got the name maybe late January and then I signed my contract uh, February, probably like mid-Feb. So I've known for a while now that I was going to be fighting um, Martin Yoni. Good old Michelle. Um, so uh, one thing I did want to ask you, Nathan, which you consider yourself an expert at scalping people's O's because I uh, believe it or not, I think you've had four fights and you fought three undefeated opponents and you've beaten them all. So, would you say you're an expert at taking those O's? Those are your words, not mine, but uh, I'll, I'll agree with you. I would say I'm an expert at taking people's O's. So, Martin Yoni's O has got yeah, to go. But oh, here, here's another one for you, Nathan. What would you think of the Scouse Samurai? I like that one as well. Well, I'm not actually a Scouser, am I? I'm. Uh, oh, I, I live. Well, well, well. They didn't scrap that. Forget that one. Yeah, the Scouser Samurai. <laughs> I might get a few funny looks there because I'm actually. Um, I live outside of Liverpool, so I can't. I can't call myself a Scouser, but I like. I like flawless. To be honest, that. Um, when you said that, it kind of lit a little light bulb, and I was like, ah, oh, flawless. The alliterations there, flawless flexion. Yeah, I, I'm, I know I've been introduced by Bruce Buffer, so like I know how that feels. You know. Have you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I have yeah. to get Bruce to do a, do one for me, flawless. Nathan yeah, Fletcher. exactly. Yeah, like, look, I have my foil island shirt on, ready to rock for when you, when you make when you get the call. You know. Oh, belt set. Do you reckon they'll still be doing fight islands then? By the time I'm in the UFC, I, yeah. I think foil islands here to stay one way yeah. or the other. I think it's going to be at the very least an annual event. Uh, yeah, like I, a Champions League thing or um, wasn't a WrestleMania, if you would. You know, what I mean, just uh, the, yeah. the pinnacle. You know, I think they will do that. Yeah, yeah, they've just built the big stadium, aren't they, now? So it would be stupid not to go back and use that, like, I suppose. So, exactly. Yeah, they probably exactly. will. They probably will go back, yeah. Now, another thing I noticed after your last fight, you like you went up to the cameras, you made sure the camera was looking right at you, and you're like, I'm coming for all the bantamweights. Like, yeah. like, where does this confidence come from? Is it just, like, training with the likes like Paddy and Molly, or is it just, like, built up within you? So with that, I knew I wasn't going to get a post-fight interview because... Uh, with all the other fights they were doing because uh, of COVID or whatever, even though everyone's COVID tested, they're not doing um, 
in cage interviews afterwards. So I was like, I'm gonna have to find the camera, go up and say me, say me piece. Um, I don't know. That's just yeah. The, the confidence comes from my training. Do you know what I mean? I know how good I am based off the people I train with every day and based off how much uh, hard work I put in. But um, I actually said something like line, line them up, didn't I? And I've been yeah. hashtagging yeah, that on all these posts. Yeah, I'll try to make it stick as a little, you know, little catchphrase. Line them all up with a bowling ball emoji. Uh, and I'll knock them all down. So, um, yeah, I just little things like that. Me, one of my mates, Alex, my mate Alex Rimmer, we always say things like that to each other, just like hype each other up. And he, he might have said it to me once when we were getting a coffee after training, just like line them all up, lads. You'll, you'll knock them all down or whatever. Something like that. Do you know what I mean? So, and um, that's where that come from. Ross, that's a pretty smart American, if you ask me. No, it really, really is. It reminds me back of uh, me and Baz were at like a K1 night in Dublin, uh, and one lad goes, uh, they, ca- they should call me the electrician because I'm always sparking cunts out. And I just thought that was brilliant. <laughs> That's uh, a belt that. That's quality. Yeah, uh, no, it really, really is. But uh, Nathan, let's talk a bit about the fight. Um, obviously, March Goni's undefeated. Where do you see you have the advantage over him? Um, everywhere, to be honest. But predominantly, my grappling, I think, is a much higher level than his. Uh, my conditioning, I think I'm fitter than him. Um, he is powerful because he's not people out. I've seen that. You know what I mean? He's caught people with head kicks with like overarm rights and stuff. Um, so he's got the power, but I don't think his striking is very technical. I think he, he he kind of throws like one or two shots at a time. There's no combinations. He's not really setting anything up. I think he's just quite, a, you know, he's, he's probably knocked someone out and fell in love with it. So he, he throws a lot into his shots and then sometimes it connects. Um, I don't know the level of competition that he's been knocking out because he didn't get anywhere near knocking out Wesley Meyer, who's obviously a, an elite striker. Um, but yeah. I'm confident wherever this fight takes place that I'm I'm gonna have the advantage in all areas. Do you think knowing that you were meant to be fighting them in the build up to this, this like it, it's just that uh, it was a better camp rather than just um training towards like a faceless body? Yeah, I do like having that opponent in mind because then every morning when you're waking up, every night when you're going to bed, you can picture yourself fighting him. So the visualization part of it's a lot more realistic than just trying to visualize yourself getting into the cage. Now, when I think about it, I can see myself stood opposite him. And I can feel exactly what it's going to feel like when I'm stood opposite him. And then also things like when I'm doing my shadow boxing rounds, all stuff like that. I'm trying to uh, to envision, envisage, envision, envision me fight envision, with yeah. him. Um, yeah, envision. And uh, yeah, because a lot of me, uh, a lot of my previous fights, I've had pullouts all throughout the camp. So um, you know, it's been like two weeks out, the opponent changes or something. So this time, it's been nice knowing that I've been fighting him for the whole time, and I can prepare solely for my fight with him. So yeah. Yeah, we actually got in touch with your girlfriend, Paddy Pimlet, as well. He We asked him to send in a few words uh, on your behalf. Uh, he goes, uh, he's, Nathan's one of the hardest working MMA fighters going, lad. A match that with the talent he's got, he's going to be in the UFC with me making waves. Trust me. Uh, when you hear something like that from Paddy, who's just like renowned around Liverpool and England, uh, how does that make you feel? Good, yeah. Paddy knows I'm with him every day. You know what I mean? We've done this whole fight camp together. Open grinding, so he knows how good I am. I know how good he is. Um, yeah, it means a lot, but he knows because he, he sees me in the gym every day. So it's good to have someone in his position because Paddy, Paddy's going to be in the UFC after this fight. Like, if he gets past or when he gets past um, David or the Martinez. other Italian kids, yeah, Martinez, Martinez the, other, the other Italian, um, <laughs> I think Paddy will be, be going to the UFC. So it's good to have him there. And, you know, keeping the door open for all the other guys in our gym coming through because in the next sort of three or four years, I think there's going to be a lot of people from next gen uh, getting signed to the UFC. 
uh, and fighting on Cage Royce for world titles and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, Paddy's the boy. So Nate, the one thing I have sort of seen which behind the scenes, which some people might not know about you, is your brother's big into CrossFit, isn't he? Yeah, 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 and he's 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 very very strong as well. I was I was watching some of the numbers he's putting up, and like he doesn't seem that big. I'd say he's seventy odd kilos, but it looks him. Yeah. Uh, have you been doing some of that training with him to improve your strength and condition? Yeah, I. Uh, so my brother, he, he smashes out the CrossFit. My best mate Alex is basically like not far off going the CrossFit games. He's an absolute beast, and then like all me me mates do crossfit as well so my hobby outside of fighting is doing crossfit with the lads so it just obviously it, play, it uh, plays very well into my strength and conditioning so um yeah we've got like a little um set up in the garage i've seen uh, it yeah i've seen, seen, yeah. seen your brother putting up big numbers there i think what's he weigh by the way george is about 78 kilo at the minute yeah. um, i think i was telling back squatting 150 or something like that like yeah, seriously yeah, strong kid more. Yeah, and clean, he can clean like 115, 110 as well, power clean. So he's a beast. I'm a little brother. You want to see him now because he is, he's about 80 odd kilo. He's bigger than both of us. And he's starting to get into his training and doing a bit of lifting. And he's already benching like 90 kilos at like 16 and stuff like that. So he's a, he's a beast as well. That's, that's so, what happens. Yeah. You know, the, the third brother yeah. comes along and like he, he, what's called, he starts doing things earlier on in his life than you, you guys were. Yeah. Next thing you know, he's yeah. a monster. But uh, so, uh, athleticism runs in the family one might say yeah definitely even my little sister i've got a little sister who's 13 and she like did gymnastics for a lot of the years and she's absolutely she's a sick athlete as well do you know what i mean she can do all mad handstands and uh she got like serious core strength and stuff so we're all we've all um grown up playing sports and stuff and being into our training that's brilliant. And make sure you keep that up as well. Obviously, you, you are about just uh, the younger lineage. It's great for people that are watching this now and then following your rise. It's uh, to see you have that determination and passion and you love it. That's That was another key reason to bring you on as well. And that's that's obviously why Cage Warriors are pushing you as well. Yeah, I'm starting to notice that now. They actually have, they've been posting about me quite a lot with this one. So I'm happy because sometimes I, I wasn't really feeling the love, you know, as a... Uh, they seem like they were um, posting about the other big prospects, but I wasn't getting any love. But now, obviously, as I'm uh, progressing in my career, they're starting to take notice. So it's good. Yeah. In, in fairness, not going to lie, me and Barry are very good at picking out the Cage Warrior prospects. Like we've had <laughs> Paul Hughes on the show. We've had Ian Gary on the show. We've yeah. had Paddy on the show. And now we've had yourself on the show. You know what I mean? So like, there's no bums around these parts, you know? No, only the best on this show, eh? Only the so best. Only I feel best. privileged, boys. Nate, can you tell us a bit like what's like what's actually happening around the Liverpool area with the MMA scene? Because like so many people are blowing up, it's uh, it's really really interesting to see. And there's always been this sort of connection between like Dublin and Liverpool. There's just something about it. Like there's just uh, what what is it exactly that's going on around Liverpool? Um, to be honest, Liverpool was always like a boxing city, wasn't it? So a lot of good strikers coming from uh, from Liverpool, but then. Paul Rimmer has pretty much been like a pioneer of the uh, jiu-jitsu in Liverpool. I think he was the first black belt in Liverpool. I'm not 100% sure, but I think he was. And then uh, ever since he's come back over, because he went over to the States to get his black belt, he's come back over and uh, opened up Next Gen. And then obviously there was like all um, Jason Tan and that as well, who, who, who'd done a similar sort of thing. And now like the majority of, uh, well, I know RGM anyway, are like grappling heavy fighters. Do you know what I mean? So it's been like a big... Um, a big sort of surge in jiu-jitsu as well in Liverpool. But I don't know, I just think people from Liverpool are just hard-working, aren't they? It's like a working-class city, so they've all got that um, mentality where they're willing to go in and, and put in the work in order to reap the rewards. Do you know what I mean? 
So uh, I think, yeah, I think it's just just that really. What about uh, when uh, when the UFC came to Liverpool? Well, obviously Darren Till was headlined against Wonderboy Thompson. Were you at that event? No, I didn't go to that one. A few of my mates did. I went to uh, a UFC London like the year later. I think it was Till Masvidal. I went to watch that one, and and that was a better fight. Edwards and Nelson as well, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Edwards and the. and Gunnar uh, Nelson, Nelson, that was yeah. the co-main, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was and a sick like, fight as well. And when you were at that event, were you sort of like, that's going to be me one day? Or what was sort of going through your brain? Yeah, it was sick. Because I've been to, obviously, a lot of Cage Warriors events, even when I wasn't fighting them, and watched from the crowd when, like, Paddy's been on or my other teammates. Uh, but that UFC's just got a different feel to it. Do you know what I mean? Like, with Bruce Buffer there doing all the announcements and just everything with the production. Like, don't get me wrong, Cage Warriors is sick, and it's a, yeah. it's a boss atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Especially uh, the echo shows that he did when Paddy was fighting for the belt and when Molly was fighting for the belt and stuff. But uh, that UFC is just another level. And I, it was definitely like a little moment when I got there and I, I sat down and looked at the cage and I just thought like, this, is, uh, this isn't too far away for me, this. So I was taking it all in, definitely. I, I think one thing that makes Cage Warriors so credible is that they are seen as the top European feeder league into the UFC. And like, they don't pretend that they're anything else. And I'm like, Graham Boylan himself is so active at trying to help those fighters get to their end goal, which is the UFC. So I think Cage Warriors does an unbelievable job of it. And then they do a good job of building that platform. And you're right, like when Paddy did fight in the Echo, you know, he was blowing the roof off the place. And I'm sure at some stage you'll blow the roof off the Echo as well, whether it's under the Cage Warriors banner or it's under the UFC oh, yeah, banner. It's, it's, it's definitely going to happen. Uh, I can envision it happening. So Nathan, I suppose one of the main questions is, how do you see get yourself getting the job done come fight night? Um, I visualized it going many, many ways in your head. You always like, but pretty much think about it every day, how the fight's going to go. Um, I'm going to say I can see me submitting him, to be honest, because I think that's what I would have bet on as well. <laughs> yeah. It's not hard, is it? You look at the other fights. No, it was just, it's just so clean. Going, the way you do it, it you, yeah. you, you take your time and it's so clean. So, like, that obviously would yeah. be my bet as well. But yeah, carry on. Sorry, I just had to put it. <laughs> no, it's sad. It's sad. Um, yeah, so I, can, I think I'm going to put on a grappling clinic and I, I do think I'm going to get the finish. So I can see me submitting him. Another thing I've seen is like a TKO from, from a good solid grappling position with ground and pounds. But, um, I just feel like when I'm in the cage and I get to people's backs very well and the pressure's on them, I can feel them panicking. And like in the gym, it's different. Like catching me naked is probably harder in the gym because people are, then, you know what I mean? There's not as much on the line, but I feel like every time in the fight, when I get people's backs, I can just, I, I almost know the fight's won because I can feel them panicking bit by bit. I know I'm going to end up getting that um, getting that submission eventually. So we'll say naked choke submission. I'm not going to say a round. I don't really know what round, but, I can see me getting the job done by really naked choke. If I had to, if I had to guess, I'd say the second round, maybe even third, just because I know how strong he is. So therefore, you know, what yeah. I mean, like he, he by the time he gets to the halfway through the second round, third round, he might have gassed out a bit, and then you know that's what that's when uh, that's when it'll come on. That's, that's when flawless. Him, that's, when, that's when flawless gets the job done. We're gonna that's yeah, it, we're yeah. gonna have to we're gonna have to clip this after the fight as well. But like, like obviously, Nate, like you're young in your career. You're obviously like you're still undefeated. How many times do you envisage envisage yourself fighting this year? Because obviously, this is going to be the first one of the year to kick it off, 2021. You know. Yeah, ideally four times. Um, I'd be happy with three. But um, last year I only got to fight twice, and the year before 
and he fought twice because I had a pull out. I was meant to fight on uh, Cage Roy's little opponents in the September, and I had to pull out. So, and but that gave me the opportunity. Then I ended up fighting um, Kieran Mulholland in Ireland in Cork. So that was uh, that was a sick experience. So this year I'd like to get four fights. I know they're going to do trilogies in obviously March, June. They're doing a trilogy. September, October time they're doing a trilogy, and then the end of the year. So they're the four dates that are set in stone, and then they're going to be putting in shows as and when depending on. Um, what the government's decided to do yeah, with yeah. lockdowns and stuff. Uh, so if I could get on those four trilogies, at least that's, um, that'd be a good productive year for me. There, there is a card um, scheduled for California at some stage, I think in June. Would you like to fight on that card as well? Of course. That would be <laughs> unreal. Yeah. Would you like to go that'd to America? It's like, um, I might be sick that week. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, enough, enough. And, they, no. and Nathan, would yeah. the goals be 4-0, four, four capture the cage warriors, uh, bantam my title and then get signed to the UFC straight away? Would that be the goal? That would be the ideal scenario. Um, Are you going we'll to go happens. to the UFC before you get the belt if the call came? Yeah, I would. I would. I mean, it's always been a goal of mine to win the Cage Warriors belt, but the ultimate goal is the UFC belt. So if they did call and uh, I thought it was a good fight and I was ready and my coaches all thought I was ready, then I'd definitely, uh, I'd definitely take that. I was just going to say about the about the belt. One of my teammates, Liam Gittins, is a little bit further on in his career than me at the minute. He's six and one and he's fighting Brian Buland. So that's a big fight. And when Liam beats him, I think they're probably going to give him a title shot. So that might slow me down slightly, but that's not the worst thing because, like you're saying, I'm only young, I'm only 23. So yeah, exactly. if if Liam does get the title shot next and wins it, he'll, he'll defend that a couple of times before he gets signed. So that'll give me a bit of room, a few fights there to play with and build my record. Um before I then fight for the belt. Do you know what I mean? So that's probably, uh, that's probably the way I'm seeing it going. One thing I want to bring up with uh, is with you going to the UFC, have you discussed with your coaches or your management team on, you know, being asked to fill in as a late late notice replacement? Because I know uh, Reese McKee filled in as a late notice replacement and it didn't go his way. And subsequently he's been cut from the promotion. Have you brought that up? Because we had Ian Gary on our show maybe two or three weeks ago, I think it was, Barry. And he said, there's no way he'd ever fit in as late replacement. He said, you know, if he's doing this thing in the UFC, he wants to be signed for his credentials and he wants to be, you know, given time to prepare for his debut. So would you fill in yeah. on late notice or would you wait? Or would it depend on the scenario? Yeah, I think it all depends. Like, I'm one of them. I'm always training. I'm always fit because even when I've not got a fight coming up on that, and I, I get a bit of time off, whatever, I'm doing CrossFit with the lads. So I'm always in shape. So, um if something did come up and say it's like three or four weeks away, that's perfect time for me to take it. So I definitely would. Uh, but it all depends on the fight, the the timing and stuff like that. I actually went to Fight Island with uh, Molly when she fought over there and the team. And I said to Paul, like, if there's any like failed COVID tests here or anything, <laughs> I'm here. I was 3-0 and at the time. Even a heavyweight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'd take it. Do you know what I mean? Because the, uh, the UFC would, would definitely sign you off that if you're stepping in last minute, just coming as a training partner. And I was like, game to get in there. But um, it, yeah, it, gave, no... it gave you the feels. Yeah, it definitely gave me the feels. I was shadow boxing in the hotel room thinking this could be, this could be my time now. Could yeah. be get inside, but uh, obviously that never happened. So no, we 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 know exactly how you feel. Myself and Ross were featured on the UFC 259 countdown video, and we were like, "Oh my god, we're on the on the way up." You know, all this. Yes, were, and, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. That so, fight? It was that with. 
It was um, uh, it was going from transition through Blackwich to Adesanya. Uh, Ross was announcing it on the uh, official UFC 259 countdown card. So yeah. like, like I noticed that when I was we know we know it, exactly yeah. how you feel. Like it's like we're that's the great thing about getting fighters on, uh, etc. Like they're on this like they're on this journey and like myself and Ross uh, as much cliche as a journey could be like if we're on that one as well we, just, on your own we, start, journey, we started yeah. just doing stuff in my kitchen just talking about immigration and stuff and now all of a sudden we're on like UC, count- UC 259 countdown videos it's crazy no, it's, uh, that's it's an amazing sick. sport that's so yeah. yeah. just goes to show anyone that's starting anything like I mean it's going to take time but if you keep keep going you love love doing it like uh, who knows where you can end up like look at all three of us here you know exactly yeah it, li- it literally is as simple as that like anyone starting anything i just feel like if you turn up every day and put the work in who's to say it's not going to be you that can be the best you know what i mean because someone's got to be so if i'm doing everything right why can't it be me it, and it can so that's that's kind of the mentality i've got when it comes to fighting like um i'm doing everything right fucking i just had a little notification then my opponents just tagged me in a post i wonder what that's about <laughs> oh, oh, let's screen, get the live then. reaction <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like Michelle. Ma- I was like, that's me fucking opponent. That he's tagged me in a post. I wonder. Will, what we, will we hit pause and then you can check it out and then tell us? Do you want me to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. Okay, Nate. So what did it say? <laughs> so he's ta- he's put up the uh, fight poster and he said he actually gave me a little compliment. He said this is a uh, young undefeated complete fighter. So that's a compliment there. That's true. Then he said something about it being a dark and stormy night because the Italian thunder will strike again. So that's so his he's little, a poet. Uh, he's a poet, yeah. That's his little promo. Um, it's nice, fair play. I like. I appreciate the compliment of him. So yeah, the two, well, the two years are just trying to do this for yourselves and your family, and then your almost legacy, you would say as well. But yeah, uh, exactly. Nate, like, we're not going to keep you here too long. But uh, we want to like we do really appreciate you coming on and like myself and Ross love like looking around the MMA scene who's doing things who's uh, doing things correctly and representing themselves and their teams great and like obviously your team has been brilliant Paddy's been on before uh, Molly's been on before They're, you're doing great things there so we really appreciate you coming on uh, Ross and Nelson say before we wrap it up no uh, uh, Nathan is there anyone you want to give a shout out to oh yeah any uh, sponsors or anything yeah go on I'll just give a quick shout out then to all my sponsors so I've got yeah. uh, finer filters which are like. One of my main sponsors, they've been looking after me since I was an amateur, literally for like the last three and a, three and a half, four years. Um, uh, without them, I wouldn't have been able to cover all my training costs and that and do, and do this full time. So big shout out to them. Jack Harper, who's another one of my sponsors and again, helps out with all the cost of my training camp. So I wouldn't be able to do it without him. Uh, I've got Macro Chef, who do all my meal prep for me in fight camp and make the weight cuts dead easy. So shout out to them. And then <laughs> just... Everyone in Next Gen, all my training partners, all my mates, my birds, my mum and my dad do support me. Um, <laughs> Make sure you get the bird in there. The bird, yeah. I'll bet you there. She won't be happy if I left her out. So uh, the girlfriend. And who else? Who else can I plug? Did I say peak performance, me strength and conditioning gym? Thanks to them as well, because they get me in naughty shape for the fight. So And your brothers. And my brothers, yeah. They could fall under the, the family bracket, so... Yeah, that's brilliant. Nate, Nate, that's brilliant. We're gonna have to get you on again soon. Make sure to watch Nate on March 20th, Saturday, Cage Warriors, not to be missed. Uh, make sure to like, make sure to subscribe, and as always, stay, stay energized. energized.